Super Nerd Podcast, the adventure that brings you the latest nerd news and rumors from movies, TV, entertainment, and sometimes science. You name it, if it is nerdy, we are talking about it. And tonight's main event is Star Wars The Bad Batch Begins Nerd Out. I am your host, Austin, and with me, as always, is the amazing Amanda Lorian. The wild yet elusive Jekka. Hey, the rambunctious Bob. Hey, hey. And Burn, Brady Burn. Bienvenidos. Hey, folks, thanks so much for joining us. Obviously, we're talking Star Wars The Bad Batch a little later, but we're talking a whole lot more to include the trailer for the second Venom movie titled Venom Let There Be Carnage has been released. Dave Filoni says the force is strong in the Mandalorian season three. Netflix has released another teaser trailer for Stranger Things season four and a whole lot more. So so make sure to hit that podcast subscribe button. We would love to nerd out with you each and every week. And if you've already hit that podcast subscribe button, you know what I'm going to say. Plus 10 nerd XP to you. Nerd XP. We love you guys. And for everyone else, as soon as you hit that podcast subscribe button, you too can start earning Nerd XP. Nerd XP! But in the meantime, Jekka, what's new with you? Okay, so la- on May the 4th, Woo-hoo. I got my second COVID shot. Yay! Woo-hoo. Awesome! Oh, as I'm saying, I'm marinating right now. Like, got another two weeks and <laughs> I'm fully vaccinated. Um, but I, I purposely went out and bought a box of Star Wars Band-Aids. Yeah. So I took those with me, and when I sat down to get my shot, I showed it to the 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 nurse. Is it the nurse giving them, or the healthcare professional? The healthcare professional, the, the arm awesome sticker person, person, dealing out the shots. Yeah. So I gave it to there, and I was like, "Can I? I like, I want to use one of these band aids. That's okay." <laughs> and she was like, "Yeah, totally. That's great." And I said, "And if you want, I'll leave them here if you want to use them and let people <laughs> like use them because it's May the 4th. And she was like, really? And I said, yeah. She's like, sure, let's do it. Nice. So she dumped out the band-aids on the desk and I picked the one I wanted, <laughs> which was Leia. I was like, I'm feeling Leia today. So I got my shots. She put the band-aid on and then like, yeah. That so is I awesome. My box of band-aids to give to people <laughs> coming in for their shot that day. So did you, so did you see anybody else uh, with with one of your Star Wars band-aids on their arm? No, because like as soon as I get my shot, like you sit and you sit for 15 minutes and yeah. it was really slow. So uh, like it's funny for like it's the, a HIPAA violation to tell people to for them to tell oh someone so got your bed. Well, no, no, but like if if like they're wearing like a short short sleeve shirt or something, she might be able to see the Star Wars Band-Aid while she's waiting it for 15 yeah, minutes. No, I didn't I didn't I didn't see anyone else, but it just made me happy that they were like they took the band-aid. <laughs> we're gonna hand them out. That is cool. Yeah. That is cool. Brady was nerdy with you. Well, you know, last night I sat down with the family and for the second time I watched this time with everybody, the Mitchells versus the machines on, on Netflix. So if you have not seen that as it is a very family safe and fun movie, I highly recommend it. You should, everyone, as soon as they're finished listening to this should go to their television and pull it up on Netflix and watch it. What's it it about? Um, It's about the Mitchells and their versus the machines. So, (laughs) 
so purposely it, not telling us things because you don't want to give anything away. No, it is a dysfunctional uh, family caught in the robot apocalypse. Okay. So and it's wait uh, wait 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 robot apocalypse as in like Matrix Terminator Two type of situation. No, as in robots just taking over the world. <laughs> so it's it's it's. It's it's funny. It's really funny. It's kind of heartwarming. It's a good. It's just a good family movie. So good for. I mean, there's some action in there. I don't see. I, I don't see how I could frighten any kid older than six. But okay. even even younger than that, I it, it would be fine. It's no more so than no more frightening scenes than I would say Cars or Beauty and the Beast or <laughs> okay. anything like that. You know, um, that and my youngest son has developed a love for magic tricks like card tricks okay so we were in there pulling card tricks learning card tricks together earlier so that's kind of nerdy you know that's he's fun. he's preparing to be a ladies man by oh, learning yeah. uh card tricks or gambit <laughs> Howard Wolowitz. No, no. There you go, yeah. or, or gambit brady don't sell him short there you go. all right bob what's nerdy with you man happy birthday well happy thank birthday. you very much i got a couple of uh well, thank you. I got a couple of books to uh, help round out my collection a little bit. I got the uh, hardcover copy of the Lic- Licinius Trilogy, book one, uh, Shadow of What Was Lost. Unfortunately, it doesn't have a book jacket, but I love a good used book. It has character. Mm-hmm. Um, I got Mistborn, volume one. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. Oh, Mistborn's so good. And my wife got me Hail Mary, Andy Weir's new novel, and I am really looking forward to reading that because even George R. R. Martin is giving it rave reviews. Um, mm-hmm. I'm hoping he bounces back from the um, Artemis book. I was not. Yeah, I heard that one wasn't good. I don't. I wouldn't say it was bad. I would say it was, huh? Like huh? what was the point? <laughs> yeah, what was the? Point? I've never heard a book review of huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't terrible. I I couldn't write a book like that, but <laughs> I, I was really excited. I also got a uh, pair of iPod Pros. Oh, absolutely love them. Yeah, and, I want uh, some of those. Yeah, so all in all, it was a great birthday. We went to Hibachi Grill and uh, nice. just had a grand time. My daughter's eyes were popping out of her out of her head as uh, she was watching the chef do his thing oh so yeah that was the best part of the evening that sounds awesome well happy birthday again super oh, cool you. all right amanda what's nerdy with you so i was terrorizing my daughter who's watching the first um of the new new who of the new doctor who first, first season, season of doctor who and so she really, Crystal Eccleston. She was really enjoying. She she really likes Rose. She likes all the main characters: Rose, Captain Jack, the Doctor, and Captain Jack is about to die, and she's freaking out. She's like, "Mom, does he live?" And I give her this like look of half smile, half sad, <laughs> and she's like, "Mom, you're smiling, but you're sad. Why are you?" Da- what does that mean? <laughs> so I got to terrorize my daughter that way. Oh, that yeah. is funny. Oh, I need to binge Doctor Who. It's been too long. It's good yeah, stuff. Good stuff. All right, we got a lot to talk about, so let's hit up that nerd news. 
Many Bothans died to bring us this information. Ooh. And what is the news that should be on your nerd radar? Well, the trailer for Venom 2 titled Venom Let There Be Carnage has been released. Sony Pictures has released a trailer for its upcoming Marvel film, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. It offers us a look at what the life of Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock is like since he's been living with the symbiote that's attached itself to him. Apparently, Venom likes to make him breakfast. Aww. Well, the trailer also offers us our first look at Woody Woody Harrelson's Carnage, which I'm sure some fans will definitely like. In the trailer, we see... The insane serial killer, Cletus Cassidy, set to be executed by lethal injection in prison, but instead of killing him, it awakens the symbiote living inside of him and transforms him into carnage. Andy Serkis, I didn't know this, Andy Serkis is directing the film, which also stars Michelle Williams as Anne Wang and Naomi Harris who is reportedly playing the villain Shriek, who is Carnage's love interest and accomplice. So Venom, Let There Be Carnage, is set to hit the theaters on September 24, 2021. As always, the link to the trailer is in the podcast show notes, but let's take a listen to it and talk about it afterwards. Here we go. I say either, you guys say either, I say neither, and I say neither, neither, either, neither, neither. Let's call the whole thing off. Ta-da! Catch up. It's like a Mother's Day breakfast. <laughs> Yummy. I love the song. Good evening, Eddie. Hey, Mrs. Chen. Good evening, Venom. Boxing Hall, Mrs. Chen. This is high. One is the number that you'll ever do. Last time I heard this song was in ex- the uh, first X Men movie. Because mm. you and I are the same. Every decision we ever make. we leave behind and how do we leave them waiting in the darkness for the rescuer who never comes welcome back eddie brock it's been a long time miss you so much (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. What'd you guys think of it? I, for one, love it. I, I love Tom Hardy's take on the whole Venom uh, character. It's just, it's a, it's a new, new way of looking at it. Cause Venom's always been a real complex character hopping from host to host. Um, but Woody Harrelson, man, ever since that, <laughs> that, that after credit scene in the first Venom movie, I've been waiting for this because Woody Harrelson does psycho. He does psycho <laughs> so good. And Cletus Cassidy is just the character for him. Bottom line. Yeah, it'll be fun. So, I'll, oh, go ahead, Brady. I was going to say, I never saw the first Venom. I've wanted to, but I, I haven't found it on any streaming services. I guess I'll just drop a few bucks and rent it. But um, Tom Hardy is one of the top ranked actors in my book. No matter what he does, it's just... I mean, he can play anybody. If you've seen Peaky Blinders or, you know, any any of these roles that he's played, he's phenomenal. And this trailer makes me really want to go watch the first one because I'm excited for the second one. Yeah, this this made me want to rewatch the first one. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Go ahead, Amanda. You're like, so I, I'm with you, Brady. I haven't seen the first one either. But um, I did hear before I watched the trailer that someone was complaining that they think they're going to be making it too comedic and too funny for carnage. But I, I think there it, it's not so much a comedy as in there's a lot of gallows humor, it feels like. Oh, yeah. That's what I got. That's the vibe I but got. But the thing like, about, the thing it's about a, it's Carnage, the I mean, if you humor, remember the 90s I mean, you Spider-Man Venom, cartoon. That's symbiote that just kind of like doesn't he would, care he would for crack humor. Jokes all, we were all laughing at the end of the trailer, so I don't know if our listeners picked it up. everything that he, he but, said. Like, I mean, one, like, one, one at a time. One at a time. We're all nerding out too much. Oh. All right. All right. Jekka, finish what you're going to say, and then Bob, you go. I didn't okay. even realize Because at the end, fine. like, Mrs. Chen says, like, sorry, there's no chocolate. And, like, Eddie Brock is just like, what? Unacceptable. And she's like, what are you going to do about it? And then Venom's like, we're going to eat you. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and yeah. I, I have to say that there are many people who, if they were confronted with there's no chocolate, there would be some issues. Bob, what were you going to say? All right. Sorry, folks. We uh, had some technical difficulty. Bob, what were you going to say about Venom real quick? Venom are good. (laughs) All that for that comment. Yes. (laughs) Yep. I will say real quick. I will say real quick. You know, having, uh, you know, only the audio to listen to on the uh, trailer, at the very beginning, we hear like chicken and rooster noises. And then Venom's chopping up a bunch of stuff, you know, and you're kind of like, oh, do they have like a live chicken in there that they're that Venom's preparing? Yes. Fresh. Probably knowing Venom. All right. Anyways, let's move on. According to Dave Bautista, his character Drax is coming to an end in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 being directed by James Gunn. His final film in the franchise. It's going to be interesting to see what ends up happening with all these wonderful characters in the MCU. And during a recent interview with digital spy Dave Bautista, shared his thoughts on the future of Drax. And he believes that his story will come to an end. Quote I don't know what the script of the film is, to be honest with you. The script was a year ago. Uh, that obviously is going to have to change because the whole direction of the Marvel Universe has changed. But there were talks for a while about a Drax and Mantis film. 
it was really because it was James Gunn's idea. He really wanted to do a Drax and Mantis film. He laid it out to me. I thought it was such a brilliant idea, but I haven't heard any follow-up from the studio. I don't think they're interested or it doesn't fit into the way they have things mapped out. But other than that, I mean, as far as my obligations, I've got Guardians 3, and that's probably going to be the end of Drax, end quote. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is set to be Released in theaters on May 5th, 2023. The end of Drax. This makes me wonder if it's if it's contractual or, or what. I mean, I'd hate to see Drax go. He's got such a great he's you know, he's got he's just such a great character, but Dave Dave Bautista's doing quite a bit of stuff now. He's his yeah. career is actually kind of moving up. So, you know, it could be it could be contract related. I I I don't know. It sounds like he's just getting a vibe. So yeah. who knows, you know, it, and and you never know if Drax is going to die or if it's just going to be he goes away. And so they keep Bautista in their back pocket. Uh, honestly, it feels a lot like when Austin's been on contract work and he's like, I'm not going to have a job once the contract's over. It's going to be over. We need to find it. And it, it just that's just what it sounds like to me. It's because he doesn't have a contract for something else. He's just assuming that's the end. Yeah, and I'm sure that Marvel was a little hesitant to to really promote any new ideas during the during the pandemic. Oh yeah, I, I don't want to say any new ideas because they 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 have a lot of new stuff coming out, and I mean obviously they've done all this stuff, but let's face it, a, a, a Mantis and Drax film isn't going to be you know the top of their list, right? So. So, you know, they probably weren't considering a lot of avenues like that during that time. Now, who knows now? Maybe they will. Yeah. Maybe they won't. Maybe he'll be around. Maybe he won't. I, I'd hate to see Drax go because he's such a great character in, in those films. But Well, there was also the point in time where James Gunn was taken off Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And so I think a lot of what he had planned out with the Guardians of the Galaxy oh. was just cut off. <clears throat> and yeah. now everything has to be renegotiated. Maybe. So that could be it, too. All right, moving on. Smallville's Tom Welling says he would be willing to play Superman alongside Robert Pattinson's Batman. Me in, too. In, I'd be willing. I'd in do it. future movies. Smallville actor Tom Welling has always shown a hesitancy to play Superman again after his time on the classic DC TV series Smallville came to an end. He did recently reprise his role as Clark Kent in the CW's Crisis on Infinite Earth. TV event back in 2019, which was cool. And we do have a podcast on that, by the way. But uh, would he ever reprise that role again? Well, yeah, it looks like he would be willing to do so if he was teamed up with Robert Pattinson's Batman. Apparently, Tom Welling is good friends with Robert Pattinson, and it's that friendship that motivates his interest in reprising his role in an interview with El Mundo Geek de Ernesto, I don't know how to say that. Ernestón Ethor. Yes. Anyways, Welling <laughs> was asked if he'd be willing to reprise his role of Superman alongside Pattinson's Batman. And he said, quote, yeah, I think that would be cool. My buddy Robert Pattinson, he is going to be the new Batman. I would love it. It would be fun to be the Superman that shows up in his movie just because he is a friend of mine. Yeah. Who knows? End quote. Now, Warner Brothers, you know, pushed to make that happen. Eh, probably not. 
they seem to have a semi sort of direction they're going with DC <laughs> movies. At the but one thing's for sure, the fans would definitely nerd out over it big time if he came back as <laughs> Superman. I don't know. What do you think, Amanda? So honestly, Tom Welling doesn't seem like he's been doing much since Smallville. And, and that's cool. Actors can do whatever they want. But at the same time, Robert Pattinson is a big name actor. And if they're going to get a Superman, they're going to get another big name. And Tom Welling just isn't a big enough name. That's my thought. Yeah. Um, Smallville was fun for what it was. And if this was happening right after Smallville, I think that could be something that happens. But it's it's too long ago. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. But it'd be, it would be cool, though. All right, moving on. The script of Indiana Jones 5 is, according to actor Mads Mikkelsen, everything he's wished for. So not long ago, we learned that Mad Mickelson will be joining Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones 5. Fans have been excited, waiting to see what this next chapter will entail. Well, Mickelson has read the script, and in a recent interview with Collider, he used the opportunity to hype up the film, saying that the script was everything that he wished it to be. As long as he doesn't wish for aliens. No aliens. Quote, <laughs> I'm very, very excited about it. I rewatched Raiders of the Lost Ark the other day. It is so well done and so charming. It's such a great storytelling. So, yes, it's a great honor to be a part of that franchise that I grew up with. I'm in a lucky position where they let me read the script before. And, yes, it was everything I wished it to be. So that was just great, end quote. Uh, The actor then went on to talk about being allowed to help create his character for the film and the different character genres in the Indiana Jones franchise. Quote, I do think I'm invited in to create a character. I think that everybody wants that. That's why they pick certain actors that they think can come up with certain things and it will be a collaboration as it always is. Interesting enough, again, a little like, you know, uh, writers of justice, there was a kind of genre mix in Indiana Jones always. There is something that is a little larger than life, almost back to the 30s with a Peter Lore kind of feel. And then you have Indiana Jones, who kind of is a straight man, but he does produce a lot of funny and interesting things. But there are different character genres in some of those films, end quote. Indiana Jones 5 is expected to hit theaters on July 29th, 2022. Okay, that what that that quote from Mads Mikkelsen. I'm just like, what? <laughs> yeah, he's a little, little, little all over the place. Beyond me. <laughs> Anyways, I, I really hope this is going to be a good film because number four was such, like, <laughs> had such a good start, and then it was such a cop-out. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. And especially if you're going to bring in Mads Mikkelsen, it's like, do not make a cop-out. It better not be a cop out. All right, so 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 here's the one thing that kind of that kind of uh, alerted me when he says, you know, I was invited in to come in and create this character. I mean, doesn't that seem doesn't that sound a little odd? Like you'd think the writers would have kind of a character created, and that's why this character is part of the story to begin with. You don't bring an actor in to say, all right. You know, what should we do with your character? You do if it's Mads Mickelson. 
Well, no, I, I think because... what, the way I construed that, Austin, was kind of the equivalent of almost like D&D. Like, they kind of were like, okay, we have this character. Um, all, like, we have a name. He's the villain. Here's the time setting. Um, here's an idea of where he's from. You fill in the gap. So it's like, in, in a way, it's like they 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 hand him a, like going well, maybe comparing this to D and D. It's like they give him this character, and they're like, "Hey, we have your race and class, and like your weapons picked out, but you got to create your backstory." And so he gets to go in there and like create the backstory for this so character. That's actually what most actors do is they they do create the backstory and they try and flesh out the character. Yeah, and. When you do that, you look at what the character is doing in the script and you go to the script writer or the director and you say, hey, this is how I picture the character. This is kind of motivations I see. I don't think they would do this or I think they would do it this way. And based on that input, it sounds like the directors and the writers are working with him and crafting the Maybe. character as he's as it's being formed. Maybe, but so here's the thing, though, this is. When when Disney decided to make their first Star Wars sequels, their first Star Wars films, eh, they didn't quite turn out as cohesive story-wise as they should have been. And I'm wondering if Indiana Jones might be the same way. It's 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 Disney's first Indiana Jones film, and then we've got Mad Mickelson yeah. here they saying, "I'm going to so invite my character." I'm going to dumpster fire in, the sequel. Yeah, but Mad's over here saying, "I've been invited to create a character." So uh, uh, that's what I'm saying is he's yeah. he's fleshing it out. Well, the beautiful part about Indiana Jones is if you look at it, the stories only vaguely connect. Yeah. So they're very true. They're, with the exception of uh, the lady from four and what was it? The first one. one. Four and yeah. one, yeah. It's yeah, four, with the exception of four one and uh, his buddy that's at the university. They don't really need to have much connection to the previous movies at all. Yeah. They just need to have a passing reference saying, oh, yeah, he did this stuff. Go ahead. So unlike Disney or Disney and Star Wars, for Star Wars, you had to have a cohesive story or apparently you don't. Um, (laughs) But the idea is you should have a cohesive story behind it i mean it's it's an epic it's about uh, the skywalker family and all that stuff well with I, indiana jones it's about indy and getting himself into a ridiculous mess that yeah but he's but not it, it needs to be it needs to be good i mean, I, mean I, I, I guess the, the 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 shining light in this is mads has said that he's read the script and it's everything he wished for Maybe that's the part I should focus on as it, opposed to him saying he's creating a character. Yeah. But, and, and really, as long as we'll he's not out. wishing for aliens, I think we'll be good. All right. Let's move on. Dave Filoni says the force is strong with season three of The Mandalorian. Woo! So John Favreau, Dave Filoni, and the rest of the creative team over at Lucasfilm are currently hard at work on the book of Boba Fett and... The Mandalorian season three, and there hasn't been a lot revealed about season three or where the series is going now that Din Djarin and baby Grogu have gone (laughs) their separate ways. But executive producer, writer and director and George Lucas Padawan, Dave Filoni, did offer a little tease as to what we might expect in Mandalorian season three, because recently 
Dave Filoni appeared on Good Morning America to talk the Bad Batch on Star Wars Day. And of course, the Mandalorian season three came up in the conversation. So let's take a listen to that. We have one more question. We cannot let you go without asking this question from our GMA staff super fans. What can you tell us about season three of The Mandalorian? Give it up. Ooh, that's a that's a tricky one. You know, I don't like to go into those answers as much without uh, John here, my partner, John Favreau, and all of that. Uh, you know, it's exciting. We're both working on that. We're working on Boba Fett right now. So there's uh, a, a lot of new adventures coming up. I have to be careful. I can't really say anything specific, <laughs> but uh, I think the force will be strong with it. Let's just say that. That's all we needed to hear. You're never going to get a Star Wars secret <laughs> or a Marvel secret. Yeah. Just well, never, well, ever going to happen. <laughs> So honestly, with that, it, it's just I trust Dave Filoni. I trust that his vision is worth getting sure. through and, and, and worth watching. Well, the force is strong. And so, yeah, the force is strong with Dave but, Filoni and John Favreau. But is that a, is that and, a story? Is that a story detail? No. How can it not be? We've got Luke Skywalker and Baby Grogu. <laughs> Who left? Together. They have left us. No. They have left. No. We're going to watch them train. No, we're not. Look, we're no, going to have one, uh-uh. ma- maybe two episodes of the Mandalorian, no. Din Djarin off doing his own thing. But No. But mark my words. No. Episode three. No. Episode three, no. we've got them back together, and no. then the force will be strong. <laughs> just awesome. like them. Awesome. Just like you predicted Magneto would come and save Wanda, it's not going to happen. Uh, uh, I, I also Hush. predicted Luke Skywalker was coming in season two, and Hush. I'm the only one who, 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 who was predicting Hush. that. Awesome. Two what? words for you. Baby Grogu. Baby Chewbacca. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, can, can we have another life day? Yeah, no, 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 no. Another no. life day for baby Chewbacca. Uh, Bob, are you trying to tell me that Din Djarin's next bounty is on a baby Chewbacca and he's going to protect him now? No, that's right. Force sensitive Chewie. Yeah! The Adventures of Lumpy. That is plus 10 years ago, my friend, right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, one episode could be titled Lumpy Gets Lost. <laughs> now we are getting we are getting some force teachings from yo from from uh from Luke to baby Grogu. No, we're not. It's going to happen. They are going to make their own uh, series no. of that. That's gonna be its own like well, TV series. Yes, but the soft pilot. Yeah. The soft pilot will be in Mandalorian season three. They because they, they had, because of, no, we no, had the, the soft no, pilot. The entire season. The entire season is going to have no. Luke and Baby no, Grogu. It's not. Yes, it is. No, it's Knock not. it off. Knock it off. Uh, <laughs> it will happen right no. now. I'm telling no, you. Okay. Not. Anyways, we're gonna we're going to move on because, uh, because I'm the only one that's right. Down. I'm the only one that's right. Uh, anyways, moving on. Netflix has released another teaser trailer for Stranger Things Season 4. Finally, a new teaser trailer for Stranger Things Season 4 has been released and it offers fans an eerie new look at what is in store for the next chapter of this story. The teaser seems to be a flashback to Eleven's dark and disturbing past with the grim rainbow room filled with children playing, and they seem to maybe all have similar powers to Eleven, 
Uh, eventually, if you remember, Dr. Martin Brenner talks to the group of kids and eventually asks, is Eleven even listening? Well, the new teaser trailer doesn't offer much as to the plot of season four, but the story is going to pick up after the gang battled the mind flare at Starcourt Mall in the season three finale. Uh, Hopper was seemingly dead, but ended up in a Russian uh, forced labor camp in the Soviet Union. And the Byers family was leaving town, the Russian facility destroyed, uh, and that's where our season four is going to pick up at. It's going to be a lot of fun. No, re- no release date has been announced for Stranger Things season four, but the consensus around the internet is early 2022. So the link to the trailer is in the podcast show notes, but let's take a listen and discuss it afterwards. Here we go. children how are you today good I'm glad to hear because today I have something very special planned for you eleven are you listening They didn't give a whole lot away in that one. I, uh, I'm going back through and watching. We're in season two right now, watching Stranger Things with the kids. Uh, the wife and I are, are watching it through with them. So um, this one really piques my interest because I'm still close to it because we're going through it right again. And uh, yeah, they didn't give much away. I went I went down the YouTube rabbit hole looking for uh, Easter eggs in there and everything. And I think I've watched too many uh, Marvel <laughs> trailers because now everything is a clue. It's like, what is that Plinko game? What does it mean? What do those numbers add up to? Um, well, it's funny you say that, Brady, because when I was watching the thing bounce down and landed in the numbers plots, I was like, is that how they decided their numbers? That would be, like, that'd be interesting. Like, dropped it in there, whichever one it landed on. If it wasn't taken, that was their number. Well, I think four, seven, and eight were the numbers in the in the in the trailer, the teaser. Yeah. Eight was in season two. Mm-hmm. Um, eight is out there, but also there was no number eight on the doors when they were going down the hallway, which is kind of weird. But um, mm. but yeah, this is some kind of. You know, and they had the other thing they had released about season four, which showed that same room bathed in blood. Um, the lights were flickering, that rainbow room. Yeah. Um, and this is obviously a flashback. So 11, if something happened there, then either 11 wasn't in the room or 11 caused all the blood. So who knows? Um, I, I I don't know. I've got this is a throwback to those 80s flicks. You know, you got that Cold War Russia thing. Yeah. You know, like when I was a kid, it was all about, you know, Wolverines. Right. So, um, you know, I, I'm excited to see it. I, 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 I don't really have much more to say about it because they, they don't give us much. 
but um, it's just good to see him coming back and not, you know, like the kids go to college or learn to do their taxes <laughs> or whatever, because eventually it's going to get there. Right. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> do you think you think we could see a, an adult version of these kids uh, in like Stranger Things season nine or something that'd be interesting this strikes me if they were going to do something like this this strikes me as one of those series they would put to bed for about a decade and then uh, bring everybody back with their ooh, kids ooh, um ooh, you know that kind of thing cool. so that would be cool you know you know the gang's back in hawkins right so <laughs> yeah well but, uh, th- yeah. this teaser trailer just makes me think it's kind of a hello we're still coming out we promise well and <laughs> yeah it's always been so good. Season one is the best, in yeah. my opinion. Season one was yes. best. And then I think season three was probably better than season two. But, you know, Eleven doesn't have her powers, you know, at the end of season three. Um, Hopper's gone. Uh, the buyers, like like they mentioned, they're leaving. So there are a lot of loose ends to tie up. And it, there comes a point with some of these series where it's difficult to – tie all the storylines back together you know and sometimes it seems forced much like star wars uh episode seven right all all it it seemed forced how they got the gang back together you know um but you know i I, yeah we'll see we'll see how it plays out i I have faith in them it's been solid sure right so you know the uh just listening to the audio it kind of sounded like an evil ping pong game at the beginning. <laughs> that's that's what was running through my head. Listen evil to ping it. Pong. Evil <laughs> ping pong. All right, moving on. SpaceX has safely returned astronauts to Earth in the U.S.'s longest human space flight ever. That's right. The longest human space flight in U.S. history has been completed after astronauts spent six months in space on the International Space Station. The astronauts of the Crew-1 mission, Shannon Walker, Victor Glover, Mike Hopkins, all of NASA, and Soshi Nagauchi Soichi Noguchi of the Japanese Aerospace Exploration Agency, also known as uh, JAXA, uh, felt the pull of Earth's gravity for the first time in six months as their crew Dragon spaceship tore through the atmosphere early Sunday. A few miles above the ocean, the spaceship, which they've named Resilience, uh, deployed four parachutes, ballooned from the gumdrop-shaped capsule, jerking it into a slower fall. They gently lowered Resilience to a splashdown in the Gulf of Mexico at 2.57 a.m. This was at night. And this was the first uh, nighttime splashdown for NASA since 1968. The astronauts returned to Earth also concludes SpaceX's first routine crew mission to the International Space Station. The Crew Dragon Resilience undocked from its ISS port and fell into orbit around the Earth, slowly lining up with a path to its splashdown site over the next six and a half hours. That's how long it takes to get down. Crazy. Uh, This marks many important milestones, but it really is important for getting a regular cadence of crew to to the station and back, says Steve Jerks. Yeah, you're not pronouncing that one. (laughs) Well, come on, guys. His name's Steve. (laughs) J-U-R-C-Z. 
YK. Yeah, his name's Steve. Okay, NASA's. I don't even know how to tackle that. <laughs> it's it's definitely Russian. NASA's yeah, acting like Slavic region. Yeah, NASA's acting administrator had to say, "Quote: What we do on ISS is important not only for research and technology development that we do uh, for here on Earth, but also to prepare for what we're going to be doing in the future. Our ultimate goal is sending astronauts to Mars." End quote. Uh, their return trip was originally scheduled for Wednesday, then for Saturday morning, then on Sunday. But finally, uh, when they f- came down, uh, Ahiko Hoshihide. Akihito. Anyways, another, another Japanese <laughs> astronaut uh, on crew two who took over the role of the International Space Station commander. He spoke to the crew one astronauts over the radio saying resilience departed have a safe trip back home and soft landing to which hopkins responded thanks for your hospitality sorry we stayed a little longer we'll see you back on earth end quote six months in space folks wow that's a long time but that's you know if they are wanting to go to mars like they're that like you're probably going to need to prepare for that much space time Mm -hmm. you know it's not Mars is not very close, even if it is yeah. close. <laughs> so it, 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 it's six months just to get yeah. to Mars. I remember yeah, exactly. when... So, so yeah, that's like pretty uh, monumental stuff. And I, I kind of wish this report had a little bit more of like that effect on their bodies, you know, because well, that is something to like really keep in mind if you're going to be anticipating being in space for that long. We won't know the full effect until they're back on Earth. That's when the testing comes in. So they just splashed down. Well, maybe from it's going to take like a year, month yeah. or two of of looking at them and their physique and how well they're transitioning back to gravity to whether what the effects will be of a six month travel. Maybe, wow, maybe guys, maybe. already my week's off because yeah, you you I. Like this, this happened yesterday, and I'm just like, oh, it happened last week. Nope, it happened yesterday. <laughs> yes, yesterday. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I mean, mentally, mentally, uh, I'm sure they, you know, kept busy. Um, and oh yeah, they have like yeah. lots of experiments that they're they have up yeah. there. Well, like, I I, re- I remember when we first talked about this on the podcast when they were launching it. Do you remember that? I mean, it's crazy to think that it's it's, it's been that long, and and we were talking about it then and. And now it's done and over, and we're talking about it now. Yeah, Just, that is crazy. It's crazy. So cool stuff. Anyways, I think it is time to talk some Star Wars Bad Batch. We had our honeymoon on Alderaan. Good thing we took pictures, huh? <laughs> Shut up, Wesley. You have no idea what you're dealing with. Uh, Shakespeare in the Park. And that bell means it is time for our main event! Star Wars The Bad Batch begins no A test is in order. Five enhanced clones. More capable than an army. Yet they exhibit a concerning level of disobedience in disregard for orders. What else you got? Give me more! Our squad's nothing but trouble. 
get the job done. You'll climb Force 99. You know who we are. Hunter. Let's go. Echo. Hyperdrive's online. Tech. Prepping to jump. Wrecker. Let's blow something up. And Crosshair. Your move. We're all you need. I want Clone Force 99 found and wiped out. The galaxy's a dangerous place to be. We need to get out of here. What do you say, kid? You want to come with us? How can I help? Clone Wars have ended. You can either adapt and survive, or die with the past. The decision is yours. We do what we do. Strap in, kid. special shout out to all you super nerds who have hit that podcast subscribe button we really really appreciate you please help us get the word out and tell a friend about the podcast and i want to invite you to hit that podcast subscribe button if you haven't already come on do it you'll get plus 10 nerd xp nerd xp all right guys star wars the bad batch hey it started off with star wars the clone wars the logo the music the the traditional opening it did. I wondered if I was awesome. going to be a. I was did wondered it, yeah. if I have not finished the Clone Wars, and I wondered if I was going to be a little behind the eight ball on that one, um, just not knowing anything. I did not feel lost at all, though. So I was. Oh, that's good. It had a. Uh, it had a strong start. Um, I was glad to see it was an hour long. Yeah, um, the first one. Yeah. Yeah, not like twenty three minutes. I, I don't know about the other episodes, but yeah, it was solid. Yeah, it was a lot better than I thought it was. I uh, I did not have uh, a lot of excitement going into this. I mean, it's Star Wars. Of course, I'm going to love it. And I'm going to watch it. But like, I remember when this thing was first uh, announced. Everybody's kind of like, "All oh, right, so why do we have why do we have somebody you know uh, you know the, the filler episodes from from you know the last season of the Clone Wars? Why we make an entire new series off these guys?" And uh, and that's that was kind of my feeling like, OK, but but the, the story and, uh, uh, and 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 I got connected to these characters way more so in the opening of this show than I did in the uh, in the Clone Wars. And, and I I'm actually genuinely, genuinely excited about it now. I, I love how they connected it to Rebels like right away. Or, like no, they- Clone Wars. No, they connected it to Rebels. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Although I I want to say right now that really bothered me hearing the voice actor coming from a little kid's body. I was like, this feels like hearing um, (laughs) voice actor for Zuko coming out of like 
someone completely different in Legend you, of Korra. Like it, it threw me for a loop. But you could tell Freddie Prince that I tried him instantly when he popped on. I was like, oh, that's yeah. Caleb. Like I know who that is. Yeah, yeah. But Freddie Prince, he tried. He tried to sound like a child. He did. He did try. It, it's one of those things. I don't blame him. Like you know, you can't re- you can't blame the voice actor. Like he he did his best. He was trying. I just am kind of like. Well, I think they like synthesize his voice. I don't think it was just him necessarily trying to sound more like a child. No, it didn't sound any different to me. It was just more like like the word choice was more childish. But it was still like it, it just kind of threw me for a loop. But I think like it just they needed that. <laughs> they probably purposely did that so that you would recognize immediately. Like, yeah. oh, it's Eden, yeah. it's Caleb. Yeah. You know, I I didn't put two and two together. So so the Bad Batch. Here we go. The very first episode, not even, not even like three minutes in, we get like Dave Filoni's full stamp of approval. Here's the Clone Wars logo, and here's Star Wars Rebels. Don't freak out, people. Let's get let's let's get going on this. <laughs> so, yeah, Brady, it, 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 it's good to know. That like you haven't you're still you haven't gotten to the part in Clone Wars when they bring in the Bad Batch and you were able to follow it just fine because I was telling my family about it and some of my family are like they're still working on Clone Wars and they asked me if like they could just jump into the Bad Batch without having seen those episodes and I wasn't quite sure because I was like I feel like I understood what was going on because I had seen those episodes but at the same time I felt like they did a really good job of kind of like bringing you up to speed on who they are yeah like they did they a did. really good job like their recap was really good. And it didn't feel as much of a recap. Yeah. And no. that, that's part of what I liked. It, it recapped the characters without feeling like it's you're reintroducing the characters. Yeah. I, um, the only thing I felt like I may be, and I mean to cut you off, Amanda, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I, <laughs> I feel like I may be not up to snuff on is crosshairs. And I guess we'll qualify this spoiler if you haven't seen mm-hmm. it. Um, spoiler territory. Yeah, spoiler territory. Make sure Austin hears we're going into spoiler territory. Um, is Crosshair's um, tendency to not kind of be part of the group as far as group okay. thought? So have you seen the episode about the inhibitor chips? No. Okay, so that's a very, very important episode in the Clone Wars to understand what's going on with Order 66. Okay, so yeah. just to give you an understanding of what it is, the inhibitor chip is what enables the clo- them to do Order 66 and have the clones immediately turn on a dime and kill the Jedi that they have been following yeah. and that are their friends. And so so what they were kind of describing in this first episode is that the, the Bad Batch was genetically altered. And so some of the things that all the regular clone troopers, you know, have and go through, like the inhibitor chip, um, these Bad Batch... F- clones um might have bits and pieces of it but they don't have the full thing and it seems like crosshair out of all of them had the most active it was working, most effective the most effective chip yeah and, and like, the fact that yeah. crosshair was able to do so much in disregarding those orders shows it, it didn't have full effect yeah okay yeah and i didn't feel too lost because of that I, you know, that was the only thing I, I just didn't know if there was more to the story I wasn't getting. And they explained the inhibitor chips yeah, um, in the episode, but, um, but yeah, I didn't know if there was just more I wasn't getting, but yeah, I did not feel lost at all. 
Yeah, it was, it was uh, definitely a great episode. Um, and the animation, holy cow, they really have stepped up uh, how how good the animation looks. Like I was the the, the next day, I was I actually uh, was watching a little bit of season one of the Clone Wars, and and my word, is it night and day difference now? <laughs> it is so night and day difference. Like it's it's almost cringy to watch season one of the Clone Wars after watching. Uh, how good the animation looks in in the Bad Batch and 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 the uh, season seven, the last season of the Clone Wars, the animation looked great there. But like like I could tell uh, a very noticeable step up even from from that season in in the Bad Batch. It was just great looking. Yeah, um, I'm excited to see where they're going to be going with some of the characters. Um, especially as they're slowly introducing the inhibitor chip to the clones and trying to go, well, Crosshair has the inhibitor chip. Well, now they've got Crosshair chasing them and how do they save Crosshair? Yeah. And I'm really excited to see how they bring in um, um, Ming-Na Wen's character. Oh, um, from from the Mandalorian. Yes. What is her name? Fennec Shaw. Yeah, I heard her voice in the... uh in the in the audio that you played just i didn't realize that was her until we were just listening to that audio and i was like oh that was ming na wen yep <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. um so I'm, I'm excited to see how they bring that in and kind of tie it all that try bad bad batch to the mandalorian and boba fett now mm-hmm. um one thing i want to hear what everyone else thinks is so i i was talking a little bit with my kids about what they think um omega's um, genetic differences and some thoughts on whether she's force sensitive. Maybe. I mean, there's gotta be something special about her. Um, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting a vibe that she is basically going to be the last clone. And, um, and, and and what does that mean exactly? Like there's some like she did say that if I remember correctly that she kind of connects to the Bad Batch more so than the regular clones because she herself is a, a modified clone. But 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 what is she a clone of? Is is she a clone of the Emperor? No, I is think she a Mandalorian clone she, of she, she's Jango the Fett? Same as them. Yeah, she's a Jango. She's Fett just clone. a female version of she's Jango's just a DNA. Female, and I think I think she's going to be force sensitive. Well, and, you know, they said, you know, we have, she said, we have five of them that are altered here mm-hmm. and Omega's mm-hmm. one, right? Because the, uh, they, they even said it. Who's the one that's not uh, tech or. Uh, Echo. Echo. Echo is Echo. not. Echo. Yeah. Yeah. Echo. Yeah. So, yeah I, yeah, I don't know where that's going, but it's a nice, it's a nice wrench to throw in the cogs. You know, it kind of makes it more interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. So, so Jenka, yes. What are, what are your uh, what are your what are your 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 roommates doing there? Are they playing an oboe in the background? <laughs> no, I think they're sanding something. Like, so my landlords, they want. Can you hear it? I put on my yes. headphones. Yeah, I clear it. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know what to do, but I know they're like resanding like their banisters so oh okay i guess now's a good time so i'm sorry you guys can hear it happening in the background um just hit mute when you're not speaking 
That's yeah. what I'm going to do. Yeah, I'm <laughs> going to be hitting mute when I'm not speaking. Yeah. Ooh, I kind of stopped it. Anyways, That's okay. <laughs> um, my thoughts on Omega, like I am, like I thought it was, I mean, for one thing, it wouldn't be hard to like, you know, I wouldn't think it would be hard to make a female vert clone version. Um, yeah, just flip the X and the Y or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. You know, or if they even have X, Y in that universe. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I've, and I feel like she might, to me, like, I feel like she might be kind of a jack of all trades kind of clone. So like each of the Bad Batch, they have like a specific function, a specific ability. And I feel like she's going to be like a combination of all of them. Yeah. But I mean, like, why, That's why would I they thought. go that route? Well, see, I, I think that. I think she's going to be force sensitive and here's why is because if you can add force sensitive to a clone, can you add force sensitive to a genetically modified baby? Uh, Just get you a vial of metachlorians. Yeah. There you go. And so I, I do have this quandary because this has bugged me for so long. So if you can make a clone and if you can have all of this healthcare technology, how in the world do you not know a woman is having twins? Uh, because one is right in front of the other one. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> the the ultrasound didn't pick it up or they were, or the uh, person was just being lazy. I mean, they wanted it to be a surprise. That's what that's what Anakin and uh, Padme were doing. Padme said she didn't want to know the know anything about yeah. the pregnancy. No, what happened was the twin rolled a nat twenty on their stealth check, <laughs> and so that's how they avoided it. <laughs> there you go. Gender reveal parties have been outlawed in that universe. Yeah, there right, you so go. Check, so, so, so check this out. Concerning Omega. All right. So, so why would the, why would the Kaminoans even develop? Omega. This is the first time throughout the entire Clone War battle war history of the Republic that we've got a female clone being made. But for what purpose? Like I feel like the I feel like the 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 Kaminoans have more going on behind the scenes, and they know more about what's happening in the universe than maybe ever anybody else. And I'm almost wondering if if Omega, in some way, shape, or form, is supposed to be some sort of like backup plan specifically for the Kaminoans. 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 <laughs> no, Kaminoans. Kaminoans. Potato, potato. No, like I. Kaminoites. 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 Sure. Kaminai? Kaminarians. Kaminarians. Anyway, but I think I think Omega is a backup plan of some sort for the Kaminoans. No, I definitely think like they're I yeah. Know. I definitely think the the Kamino. I'm going to do it Japanese. Kamino Bito. <laughs> um, there, that's simple for me. <laughs> um, the Kamino Bito. They're going to or no Kamino Gene. That's how it is. Kamino Gene. The Kamino Gene Tachi. They're um, they're definitely onto something because like they allow they pretty much help the Bad Batch escape. Yeah. When they were faced, like, Crosshair was trying to stop them and Tarkin. So, yeah. And, and, I'm like, they're for, definitely so up what to something. Yeah. So I, I think they, they had a plan for her, but then the Empire changed their changed the order. And so now it's how do we get our, 
our studies that think are genetically engineered clones out of the empire's hands because we don't like how they're changing things up. All right, so check this out. I've got a I got a little theory. This this is this is a theory of mine. I haven't heard this anywhere else. But okay. So what what did uh, what did the empire or the republic do uh, to the Geonosians? They're not around anymore. They pretty much like wiped them out. That's right. They did. There's a whole they episode wiped, of that in Rebels. They wiped, yeah, they wiped they wiped them all out. Like they basically committed ge- genocide. And I've got a feeling that maybe the Kaminoans um, are starting to put two and two together about how this whole war works and the connection between the Republic and the Separatists, Dooku and Sidious slash uh, Palpatine and all. I think they're starting to connect the dots. And if 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 the Camino, I'm sorry, if the Genian, uh, if if Geonosis was wiped out, what's to stop the Empire from doing the exact same thing to the Kaminoans? Because the Emperor doesn't want a rival army to be bought. And 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 by some other you know people to use against the empire. So why wouldn't the empire wipe them out? I'm almost wondering if Omega is like a Noah's Ark of sorts for mm. for like their knowledge the, for for all the of of, of for for the Caminoans themselves I in some if way, shape, in or her, form. Um, in the coin on her forehead, a lot of that stuff. Maybe who knows? I don't know. Um, the other thing is the Kaminoans Cam- are literally surrounded by clones that they have put inhibitor oh, chips yeah. in oh. that those clones are loyal to the emperor and not the Kaminoans. Yeah, 100%. And they know it. Well, yeah, they know it because they've been building them that way. Yeah. So so they so I think I think this series is going to reveal that the the Kaminoans had a, had uh, some some behind the scenes backup plans specifically for themselves because because I think you're I, I didn't even think about it from that perspective, Amanda. Yeah, you're right. They're completely surrounded by 100% loyal flipped thanks to the inhibitor chip, and they, they probably got to feel some uh, some stress on their shoulders. Uh, they, they might be feeling threatened, and and then Tarkin's there. Trying to tell them, well, we might not, we might not even, we might not even need your tr- clones anymore, you know. So I don't know. I, I, so, so, so that's kind of why I'm thinking, in some way, shape, or form, I don't know how, but I think Omega is going to be some sort of like backup plan, Noah's Ark for the Kaminoans. Well, this is part of what I really like about the show is we're getting to see that transition from Republic to Empire, and how exactly they're going about it. And making people okay with that transition. And we're also seeing the people not okay starting the rebellion. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I like that theory. It's kind of like a your Noah's Ark of uh, of their knowledge. I really yeah. like that theory. Um little self-preservation for the species. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know... At the at the very beginning, I mean, when people uh, first started hearing about the Bad Batch and what the show is going to tell and how it's going to be about, you know, protecting some child, it was right. It was right during the time of the Mandalorian. So everybody started thinking, including ourselves, is the Bad Batch going to be the folks that rescues Grogu from, you know, Order sixty six? Well, that's that's come and gone already. <laughs> 
So, but they could still rescue but that, Grogu. But that's my question. Do you think, in some way, shape, or form, we're going to see Grogu in the Bad Batch? Because we're seeing Fennec Shaw. And I don't maybe know. Fennec has another connection with Grogu. And, and how much tinier is Grogu going to be? It's <laughs> true, yeah. The, the no, anime. Oh, the animated version of Baby Grogu is going to have like the most adorable puppy eyes you can imagine. Oh, I think we're going to die if we see that. <laughs> we can't handle it. But so no, I, I really like. It wouldn't surprise me if we do see Grogu in here. Like, even though Order sixty six has come and gone in a sense, I think it's still very possible that they would come across him. I'm secretly yeah. hoping that they'll come across Ahsoka Tano. I'm like, mm-hmm. please bring her back in. I'm not secretly hoping. Yeah. <laughs> Brady, what were you going to say? I was just wondering, timeline, where does it fall in the timeline? Is it concurrent with The Mandalorian, or how does that work? No, it's, uh, it's right at the end of uh, Star Wars Episode Three when Order 66 was called. Oh, yeah, I guess so, because it's yeah. synced up. Yeah, so yeah, it was simultaneous. So. Where, okay. where does The Mandalorian fall in? I think that's... It's, uh, uh, Mandalorian's five it's, years after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it's okay. between six right. and seven. Gotcha. Okay. So, so baby Grogu would be like, like what, like twenty years old in this? Ten yes. or twenty? Yeah. He'd yeah. be a fifteen. Because I said in, in the Mandalorian, he was like fifty years old, and that's why it threw yeah. Jin for a Din for a loop. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, they this is like ultra baby Grogu with a with a pacifier <laughs> and a lightsaber. <laughs> Is, is the pacifier attached to the lightsaber? You know it. <laughs> oh, my word. Of course Can it is. Can you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine? So so we saw Caleb uh, slash Kanan. Do you think we'll see any other uh, any other Jedi that we know of? Do you, I mean, could could we see Obi-Wan and Luke? I, and, I was wondering. And baby Leia in this? Yeah, I was wondering if, like, at least we would probably come across Obi-Wan. Um, has the like echoes interacted with obi-wan right yes Echo. yeah yeah but the other the bad batch as far as we know like for what we have seen of clone wars they haven't no they've they've interacted oh, they with did. obi-wan yeah, yeah they they were the ones to rescue echo yeah that's right that's right they and went with him. that was with anakin and obi-wan okay yeah that's right well obviously um, i've watched those episodes multiple times <laughs> Well, I mean, they they did mention in uh, episode two that Captain Rex was around. Um, yeah, they just they just missed him, so we could maybe run into him too. You know, if they if they if they if they, if they follow the same pattern that they do with um, some of these other Star Wars TV series, we'll have the first season focused just on these new characters, and then they'll start introducing some of the newer uh, or some of the, some of the uh, legacy characters. I mean, that's what they did with Star Wars Rebels. It wasn't until like the uh, the end of uh, season one, beginning of season two, that Ahsoka shows up. Well, I, I think they're going to be integrating the Bad Batch with a number of smaller legacy characters and giving those giving some background on some of those other characters as well. Because the Bad Batch kind of had a half season soft pilot. Yeah. W- through the Clone Wars. Yeah. And so I don't think they're going to be putting as much like soul emphasis just on the Bad Batch. I think we're going to get some of those other smaller legacy characters in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just hoping to see me some Han Solo <laughs> at some point. Yeah, Han Solo cool. and Chewie. 
Ooh, ooh. Can, could we get some um, Crimson Dawn? Mm. Oh, yes. Darth Maul oh, oh, oh. We can have Darth Maul versus Darth Vader fight! <laughs> we can have Darth Maul versus Darth Vader fight in this. It would work! <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Really, Darth Maul versus the bad back. there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's 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 having some mild seizures from that um, thought process. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Apologies Ooh, to anyone yeah. whose eardrums are bleeding. <laughs> yeah, Darth Darth Vader could be in this. Darth Vader, Obi Wan, Luke, Leia, Baby Leia, uh, Grogu. There's um, gonna be references probably to the new Obi Wan series uh, in the Bad Batch. Fennec's in this. Uh, Boba Fett could be in it. Ooh, Boba Fett. Mm, yeah, we can get Boba Fett back, yeah. You know, this this is shaping up to be like a real, it could be like a real extension of the Clone Wars and the mm. in the bigger series. That, uh, but, you know, I, I got to admit, like, I'm I'm liking these new characters a lot more. Uh, like, Hunter's really grown on me quite a bit. Like, I, I actually like his character, whereas before I only saw him as, you know, Rambo the Clone Trooper. So... <laughs> Yeah, he looks like Rambo, so but you know, I'm cool with it now because now he's Hunter. No, and I would say like that's what I was most impressed with this first episode because yeah, it's like when you're introduced to them in season seven, it was kinda like, okay, that's fine. And then when I heard that, you know, it was like what I kept saying, like when I heard that they were doing a Bad Batch TV show, I was like, Okay, that's a weird random group to pull to focus on from clone wars but you know what it's yeah. a star wars tv show I'm, i want star wars tv show so sign me up and they did a really good job in this first season even just in that first clip when they get the order 66 of like really connecting with those characters like i was surprised at how well they drew me like me personally into those characters including crosshair who was just yeah. like dead set on following order 66 and everyone's like what no what are you doing we don't do that we don't mm-hmm. obey orders like that's our thing why are you obeying orders you know like i really <laughs> liked that yeah yeah do um oh what was that ass i just had a brain fart <laughs> that happened well how long is episode two it's only episode like 20 two. minutes it's yeah, like a half an hour hours. it's your standard tv show is like, it, like kids it, tv show length does anybody know uh how long the season is uh, IMDb says it's 14 episodes. Ooh, four, that's that's pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and they're decent. being released every Friday. Do you think we'll get multiple seasons of this in the way that we got multiple seasons of the Clone Wars? I, I think we will. Uh, there's a strong cool. possibility of that, I think. Well, and there's so much artistic and and there's so much artistic freedom and storyline freedom when you're when you're using animation, right? So. Mm-hmm. I, if if this catches on, which, I mean, how can it not, right? Um, I think that if this gets the viewership they are expecting or exceeds it, I don't see, A, because it'll be a cash cow, right? It'll draw people in and keep subscriptions alive. Mm-hmm. But it also, it also empowers the storytellers the freedom to set up, much like the Marvel television series do to set up other things within the, within the universe. So, yeah. but yeah. Uh, the thing with the Marvel series and I've noticed this, um, Disney has been moving away from the traditional American uh, television uh, 
setup. Before, what they would do is they'd come in, they'd say, or with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and with um, Agent Carter, they'd have a season, uh, or a set season, followed by another set season, and so on and so forth. But with uh, WandaVision and Captain, or Falcon and the Winter Soldier, those almost seem as though they're one-offs. They're a self-contained story. So I think they're starting to move away from this continuous season thing, and they're moving more towards, let's tell a story. When the story's done, we can spin other stories off of it, but we don't have to keep in with uh, with this, what we're doing here. Yeah. So the Bad Batch could be a one-off story wrapping up their story and connecting the Clone Wars with Rebels more tightly. Yeah, but there was like, well, when did, when did when did Rebels end? At what 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 period of time? Because Rebels ended. Um, because I mean, there's like twenty some years between Episode three and Episode four, and that's still pretty wide open. Um, doesn't Rebels kind of take place like around like episodes four through six? Because I know like no. No, it takes, and- it takes place between three and four. Yeah, between three and four, and I would okay. I would even say between uh, three and Rogue One. Yeah, um, Rogue oh, One. Okay. You actually get to, you actually can see um, the ghost the ghost in Rogue yeah. One. Oh, oh, we can, uh, oh yeah. yeah, we can see Hera in this. Said. I didn't think about this. We can see Hera. We can see the birth of Ezra if that makes sense to the story. Oh, no we could connect the like bad parents? batch to his parents. Yeah, we could Ooh. see Ahsoka in this. That's what I said, and you guys were like, uh, "Man, yeah, oh, Nick already said this." Wait, wait, wait. Oh, did she? I was amazing. You know, it's funny when I, when when I just Forgive like you. got a, when I got excited and I yelled, uh, "We could see Ahsoka in this!" I I heard the kids upstairs say, "Yay!" <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, yeah. Oh, hey, they could connect up with what happened with Ezra, and the Bad Batch could be somehow involved with, like... Well, I think I they're like going to be doing parents. that in the live action. I feel like yeah. it, we might get more of his parents. Like I'm they may be in the Bad Batch might parents. go past. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Ezra's mom on the back of a dewback pregnant, headed toward an inn somewhere. All right. Last, last thoughts on the Bad Batch. Anything else you guys want to talk about or cover? Now that we're talking about pregnant uh, women on band. <laughs> dewback. Dewback, excuse me. Um, I just want to laugh at Wrecker's punch. Like, he was just kind of, like, tap, and I was like, seriously? And then Tick was like, punch harder. And I'm like, yeah. Like, yeah. that that just cracked me up. I'm like, I was expecting him to, like, full on, like, put a, you know, blow that wall out with his first punch. And he just does this, like, little tap. And I'm like, what the? (laughs) He knows how loud he is. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of funny. Any other last thoughts on the Bad Batch? No, I'm just looking forward to the rest of it. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Me too. All right, folks. Hey, thanks so much for joining us on another adventure of Super Nerd Podcast. Hit that podcast subscribe button and leave us a review wherever you're listening to us. Subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever else you find us next week. We're going to be doing our sixth superhero SmackDown special where we take 
heroes, villains, real life folks, monsters, I mean, you name it, if they're nerdy, we're putting them in a Mortal Kombat style tournament. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. So make sure to tune in for that one. In the meantime, if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do so by going to anchor.fm slash supernerdpodcast. You can also email us at supernerdpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter by searching Super Nerd Podcast. Make sure to give us a like, give us a share, and tell a friend about the podcast. But in the meantime, stay nerdy, my friends. Have fun. Catch you later. Deuces. Bye.